everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. It is Wednesday, January 13th. Rowdy Wednesday. Rowdy Wednesday. And we're delighted. We have Peter Guy with us. His uh, latest novel is called Northernmost. And Peter, we're trying to remember if we had you on for Safe from the Sea. Was that when you have were Have you last been on our show? Yes. You, you know, I was trying to remember that myself. And I feel like I was, but then I feel like I wasn't. So I couldn't say for sure. We're yeah. both having that no, feeling, too. It, it was. <laughs> it, it was because my uncle Tom told me about your book. And then we he's like, he's in Minneapolis. You girls should have him on. And then we also have another mutual friend. But I'm pretty sure it was your book, Safe from the Sea. Yeah, well, that would have been a while ago, so that explains why we. That's why that's we're right, having. Yeah. There've been so many books, and your latest book. <laughs> I love. I love Northernmost. Can you give our listeners the setup for this book? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Northernmost is really sort of two stories in one, and and the first of them takes place a long time ago in the far north of Norway, up in the fjords and in the Arctic where a guy has uh, walked in on his own funeral, in fact, and has to spend the next uh, few months not only uh, sort of coming to terms with this terrific uh, misadventure that he's had, but also trying to rekindle his uh, romance with his wife, who was not altogether um, heartbroken when she thought he was passed away. And then uh, five generations later, in a a very contemporary storyline, one of his uh, descendants, his five times great uh, granddaughter, <clears throat> is parsing out some marital problems of her own uh, and gets embroiled in a sort of sweeping romance of her own. And in the process, learns a whole lot about her family's past and where they came from. And, and, and she figures how she's ended up uh, the person that she is. So those stories sort of go back and forth over the course of the novel and it's sweeping and there's a lot of snow and a lot of ice, a lot of kissing ice. and romance and yeah gunflint trail yeah it's really yeah. um yeah you definitely want to have a blanket when you read yeah. this book but um this is your third book where you've got you've had the Ide is it does that how you pronounce yep. it the Ide family yeah. in it That's but right. and, and for this story was it the Eid family that was the driving force, or was it the historical fact about the two Norwegians who, you know, get attacked by, by a polar, polar bear? bear. One, one dies and the other one has to make his way off the glacier. Which came first? You know, it, it's, it's strange because for the longest time, I've been writing about this family for 10 years now, and for the longest time, I only ever sort of had a, uh, like a vague sense of where they all came from and how they all got to Minnesota in the first place and what precipitated their leaving and what, what, what life would have been like for them. Mm-hmm. But I had to do a pretty deep dive in the research department to, to bring that part of the storyline to life. It takes place in the 1890s in, in the far north of Norway, which is about as far away in time and uh, mm-hmm. geography as I could possibly get. Uh, so a lot of that I just discovered as I was writing this book, and it was certainly a big part of it and an inspiration for it. But I, I mean, in, in the final analysis, I'm as uh, enamored and in love with Greta, the mm-hmm. contemporary storyline, as I am with the old-fashioned one. So it's it's hard to say which. Okay. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Maybe they came at the same time. Well, I ha- hey. I have to say that, like, for I guess I had never 
never read, you know, and then to find out at the end of the book that, you know, it's based on this, I, on, uh, you know, his whole story of we're missing and, you know, going seal hunt. I was just fascinated at the idea and you write so beautifully at the, Beauty and desolation of, the, of being trapped isolated. on a glacier with nothing but this polar bear yep. and no, there's no food and there's sea. I mean, it was just like kind of riveting um, reading. That's so nice of you to say. I I, uh, I spent some time up in that part of the world doing research, and I think when I when I think back about writing the book. Uh, for the longest time, I couldn't quite imagine that place and what it would be like to be abandoned there and to be stranded there. But as soon as I went and visited and saw just how uh, sort of indescribably beautiful it is, we're talking about a place now called Svalbard. In the book, it's called Spitsbergen, which is its historical name. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's this beautiful um, place only about uh, 600 miles from the North Pole that's never been in ha- you know truly inhabited there are settlements there now but it's not a it's a it's a it's a hitching post sort of on the way to the north polar was for explorers but it's indescribably beautiful and lonesome and desolate um but but magnificent too just just um was so much fun to bring that place to life and to and to imagine what it would have been like to have been that guy stranded there with only this polar bear, like you say, chasing him, um, just desperate to get back to his wife and, and thinking about his daughter. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Peter Guy. The book is Northernmost. I absolutely love the titles of your books. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say that that's something. <laughs> there really is, good. you know, when you talk about the contemporary story of Greta and, you know, um, her husband, her husband, and one of the lines, you know, and this is one of the reading guide discussion lines, actually, Peter, and you probably know it. And it was the quote, it was, um, what she longed for was not some former version of themselves, but rather for something that had never been and could never be. And you could feel that in their relationship, just that they wanted it, but it could never be how they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. It felt really lonely. Yeah, yeah and it's a, it's, a, it's a condition that, uh, you know, enough people that I know have, mm-hmm. have suffered and experienced themselves um, that, that writing about it, and it, it's not so dissimilar from from my own life, some of those feelings. And so it was hard to write about it. It's hard to grapple with loss of the sort that those two are going through, the loss of their marriage, the loss of the love between them, um, and, and the sort of daunting prospect of a whole new life together at their stage of life, which is as a, you know, with two children and a pretty conventional and happy life. Um but that's one of the challenges of being a writer is putting yourself in those difficult situations and trying to imagine a way through it. Um, and, and it comes with terrific rewards, the, the experience of writing through that and, and, and seeing that it's possible to come out on the other side okay. All right, the, Peter, i got to ask you this because um, I just was so... I really loved Greta's relationship with her dad yeah. and the Gunflint Trail, and you know that it was this place of just you know solace as a family. But when she's getting advice from her dad um, about you know kind of what life is going to be like if she and her husband are done, and you write, your mom used to say, "Time made the poor people rich, 
and the rich people poor. And so I'm wondering, is that really a saying from like your family? <laughs> it's not. Okay. Uh, right. Although, yeah. I, although because we were um, my, my whole life, I mean, I grew up here in Minneapolis and, mm-hmm. and have lived here for just about my whole life. And we were, you know, I mean, we were like a lot of families that I knew back then. Um, both my parents worked, we lived paycheck to paycheck. And so we were always looking for, um, you know, I, I, I shouldn't say we, because I won't speak for my, my, my father, my mother's passed okay. away now five years, but, um, you know, it's just like, how do you, how do you find the meaning in life and how do you, um, reward yourself and, and, and what is, what makes life worth living? And those questions, frankly, are ones that I've been asking myself since I was a teenager because mm-hmm. we couldn't just do whatever we wanted, right? We had to right. figure out how to make the meaning. And I think that's a big part of the reason that I became an author in the first place, because it gives me a, a chance to explore some of those questions that have been on my mind for a really long time. Well, it just really struck me, too, in reading it during a pandemic, you mm-hmm. know, on a winter weekend. And I'm like, yeah, my mom used to say time made poor people rich and the rich people poor. And it just, it, that was just so, so succinct about yeah. how time is just this time soup right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> isn't, isn't that the truth? I mean, I'm sitting here in my office looking out at this beautiful day and it feels at a glance like, oh, you know, I should take the dog out for a walk. And I'll do that, of course. But it's also, um, you know, I'll, I'll be walking and realize that I can't stop for a cup of coffee or I can't, mm-hmm. you know, uh, go into the bookstore and shop around like I'd like to, or any of the things that, you know, we've taken for granted for so long. And that, that's really interesting. That, that notion of, of time having stopped all of this. I mean, I woke up yesterday and it was Tuesday and I had to literally check my calendar three times to prove to myself that it wasn't Thursday. Well, I thought, uh, do you have a reading? Are I, you doing some virtual <laughs> reading this Thursday? <laughs> No, no, okay. not at all. Okay. Just, just, just that's life. funny because I thought today was Thursday, too. If you're just joining us, we're with Peter Guy. His latest book, and it came out a couple months ago, is Northernmost. It's a lovely book. It's great storytelling. You're a beautiful writer. Um, we have two things for you. What's the last great book you read, Peter? Oh, boy. You know, I'm, I, I have so many um, stories on my mind right now because I'm reading. I teach a class at the Loft, and I've been reading all my students' books for you know, just one after the other for the last couple of weeks. So they're all very much on my mind. But the last great book I read uh, was probably a book called The Innocence by a Canadian writer named Michael Crummy. And it's a, a, a historical novel set in a place not dissimilar from Northernmost. And it's kind of a creepy, haunted, weird story, but um, but really a beautiful story, too. Oh, I love that. And then we also were reading that you... Um you have um, one of your books, Safe from the Sea, is soon to be a motion picture. Well, that that is uh, that's old news. Um, okay. If for for many years it was uh, under option, but the option expired a couple oh, of years did. ago. So, well, yeah. Lori and I are yeah. getting into producing. So yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll call you. <laughs> right. Keep me in mind, please. Please do. And are you writing? Are you working on your next book? And will it be? Will the Ide family be part of it? I just on Monday uh, sent it off to my editor in New York. So hopefully I'll hear back from from him soon, and hopefully they'll be interested. And uh, in another year or so from now, I'll I'll be out with my with my fifth novel. 
Well, very very what, cool. We'll, what a nice treat to yes. chat with you again, yes. we think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, enjoy your afternoon and keep writing. And the book is Northernmost. And for our listeners, you know, we always have two copies to give away. If you haven't won a copy of ours lately, please feel free to give us a buzz at 651 651- Six four one one zero seven seven one and Peter, so nice to meet Thank you, you and talk to you again. And you, your voice sounds just like our friend that we have in common, Kurt. By the way, you sound <laughs> Kurt a lot and I have alike. A lot in common. It's yeah. really weird listening to it because I'm like, yeah. God, you sound just like Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, have a great day. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. All right. So-